Father, you are so good to us. You are so good to us. Yes, you are so good to us. Mare gerebo shandariata. Alabro shokotori keria bo suntori agadadadada. Ingedebo sokotari gededemo sopahashadadadada. I want you to raise your hand to heaven. Let's begin to appreciate God. Let's thank Him. God has been so good. God has been so good, brethren. God has been so good. Has it been good to you? Has it been good to you? Has it been good to you? I want you to open your mouth and begin to appreciate him. Begin to appreciate him. Tell him, Father, you are so good to me. You are so good. Thank you for your goodness. Yes, thank you for your goodness. Maria Father, we have come to say thank you. Even as a church, we have come to say thank you. Halu lebo shandaria gadadadada. Madebo soka tike lebo shandadadadada. Negerebo shegerebo sukatayabababa. Hallelujah. God has been so good. God has been so good. In this year of new beginnings, he has been so good. Hallelujah. You know, as a church, I want us to appreciate God. You know, our pastors, um, Pastor Gide actually has been away, you know, to the mission field for the past weeks. And the Lord took him there. He used him for his purpose and brought him back. Even Pastor Bimbola for, for the past weeks too, they, she has been away. Even our mission team, they went away to do the will of the Father and the Lord brought them back safely. Is that not part of the goodness of God? That is part of the goodness of God to us. Mariga Shakataya Baba. I don't know where you are right now. Maybe you are in the mall shopping and you just put this on. I want you to raise your voice to God and say, Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you. Yes, thank you over my pastors. Thank you for your goodness. Over the mission team that went to Uganda. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Marosaki Karabaha. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sweet Holy Spirit, I ask that you come. And speak to our hearts. We open our heart to you. I open my heart to you, Jesus. I use my thoughts, my imagination to you. I ask that you use me to speak your word this evening. I ask that every ears that hear this word will understand. Will not just be hearer, but the doer of the word. Holy Spirit, have your way. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Amen. Can you be seated in the presence of the Lord? You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Tell your neighbor you're welcome. I want you to look around with the eyes of faith and say, neighbor, you're welcome. Yes, look to the right. Look to the left. Neighbor, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hallelujah. 
Amen. This is a day our God has created. We choose to rejoice and be glad in this day. Hallelujah. We choose joy. Amen. I choose joy. I don't know what you choose. If you're watching me online, I want you to write what you choose. I choose joy. Hallelujah. We choose joy. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We're so happy to see you. Pastors, you're welcome in Jesus' name. Our pastors are in the house. Whoa. Father, we give you praise for safety. We give you praise for the grace to speak your word. We give you grace. We, we give you praise for the grace to impart lives, impart destinies. Daddy, we thank you for our pastors. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be looking at me and say, ah, she's praying. We are going to pray this Bible study today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Today we're talking about patience and prayer. Patience and prayer. So if we pray, we're doing the right thing. It's part of what we're going to do here today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. But before we go on, I want us to just look at the book of James. We've been studying the book of James for the past, you know, nine weeks. Hallelujah. Amen. And this is the 10th week. This is the 10th week. Amen. Amen. If you're watching us online, I want you to begin to share these. Share it with your friends. Share it with your loved ones. Share it with everybody. Yes, make it a Christmas gift to everybody. Tell them, I'm sending you Christmas gifts early. Yes, this is part of it. I'm sending you the word of God. This is part of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Send it. Send it to your friends, your neighbor, your colleagues, those people that they come to you and they talk to you. Send the word of God to them. Let them hear. Let them hear what God is saying. Hallelujah. So, um, we've been talking about different topics in the book of James. Um, the first part was the overview. Maria Satakayadaba. The overview. Amen. Of the book of James. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Okay, just pardon me a little. I just want to. Okay, why the computer is still loading? We can do something else. Okay, so the second part. I want you to look at your outline. Let's look at the outline. We talk about responding to suffering and trials. Hallelujah. The third part was listening, doing, and speaking. Listening, doing it, and speaking it. Amen. The fourth part was warning against favorism. Um, amen. Then we have relationship of faith and works. Hallelujah. We have taming the, the tongue, reacting with wisdom, submitting yourself to God, warning against boastfulness, and today we're going into patience and prayer. Hallelujah. Can you just see what God has been teaching us? Can you see the way he has been teaching us? The way he has been growing us with all these topics. Can you see it? He has, been tell, he has been teaching us started from how do we respond to suffering and trial? How do we listen? We do it. We speak it. 
He warned us against favoritism, um, relationship of faith and works, how we can tame our tongue, reacting with wisdom, submitting ourselves to God. And, you know, last week, Pastor Kip took us on the journey of warning against boastfulness, you know, bragging, being proud, talking more than necessary. That was one of the definitions he gave to us. Uh, when you start boasting, you, you begin to talk more than necessary. So you talk, you, you talk as if you are God. Like that man that said to himself, oh, I will rise up. I will build this. After building, I will put everything. And I will tell my soul, relax. Just relax. <laughs> and, you know, it was rebooked. That you don't even know what will happen to you. You don't even know. Amen. So today, we'll be going to patience and prayer. Um, a scripture will be taken from James 5. James 5. I want us to open our Bible. Let's open our Bible to the book of James 5. I want us to read it. It's good to read the word of God so that you will be able to see it with yourself. You will understand it with yourself. You'll be able to connect to it. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're there, say amen. Thank you, my sister. James 5 from verse 7. We're going to read everything. Then we'll start breaking it down little by little. You know, when I was just looking at this, I, I discovered that patience alone is a, is a lot. It's a whole topic on its own. And prayer is <laughs> a whole topic on its own. And, you know, for every January, our pastor usually teaches us about prayer. It takes us through series and it teaches us about prayer. So when I was doing this, I'm like, wow, let me just paraphrase and just, you know, do a little work. I know my pastor is coming in January to just go deeper and, you know, help us to understand more about prayer. Amen. Amen. So I want somebody to read for us the book of James 5 um, from chapter 7. Anybody? Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, unto the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable uh, crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring grains. You too, be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Amen. You can continue. I want us to read. Okay, I want us to read from verse 7 to verse 18. Okay. Thank you. All right. Yes. Um, so I will continue from 9. Okay. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Verse 10. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Verse 12, above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Verse 13, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? 
let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Verse 15. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. 17. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. 18. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. So let's start. Verse 7. It says, be patient then, brothers and sisters. We're talking about patience. We're talking about patience um, and prayer. And James was talking to the people and he was addressing them. And he was talking to them and he says, brothers and sisters, be patient. Until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rain. What do you think he was talking about there? Why was he addressing them? Why was he addressing them? Why was he telling them, be patient? Why do people tell you, be patient? What is going on? Why will people tell, oh, you are not patient. Be patient. Be patient. Yeah, I want, I want people to. Let's think about this. Why was he telling them? Why will people make that comment or, you know, Oh, advice, give you an advice when they are talking to you and say, be patient. Be patient. Don't worry. Amen. Yes. I think generally people advise people to be patient when there's an expectation that there is a hope and um, that patience is going to yield um, something better. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yes, when they know that there is an hope. There is, for anyone that says, patient. It means he has something. He wants you to look to us. He has something. He wants you to know that, look, this thing is going to be okay. Maybe you are not seeing it at that very time. Maybe you don't even know about it at that very time. But that person actually know. Maybe he has gone through. Maybe, oh, I'm sorry. Maybe he has gone through some things and he knows that, okay, what you're going through I have gone through it before, and I know that patient can win it. So I had to go and look at, okay, what is the meaning of patient? You know, sometimes we use some words. We don't actually know the meaning. We just use it, okay, it's just, we don't actually go deep to know the meaning. To know the meaning. So I look at the meaning of patient, and I was a little surprised. It says, you know, most times we think patient is just the ability to wait. You're driving, somebody pull up. You're like, okay, <laughs> let, me just, let me just be patient. Let this one go. But it's not actually, that is not all what patient is. That is not all what patient is. It's actually the ability to wait, yes, but it's also more. And I, I love this definition when I saw it. 
He says, is the ability to wait or to continue doing something despite difficulties. You continue to do it despite difficulties. So it's not just that you are waiting for that thing to be over, but you keep going for that thing. You keep praying about that thing. You keep learning about that thing. You keep getting information about that. Even in that situation, despite the difficulties, you don't give up. Why? Because you know you're going to get results. So anyone that is working impatient must have behind his back that there is a result I'm going to get. He doesn't just give up easily. So he's actually continuing in doing something despite difficulty or suffering without complaining. You know, when I, when I read this definition, I'm like, suffering without complaining. Let's look at that scripture. Let's look at that scripture in verse 9, in verse 9 of that James, when James was encouraging the brethren. And he was talking, he talked about patient in verse 7, in verse 9. He says, don't grumble against one another. He was telling them, even as you wait patiently for the coming of the Lord, don't make grumbling your habits. When we wait, the question is, are we waiting in joy? Are we allowing God to use that weight to build us up in faith or to build our character? When we wait, are we waiting because we know that we are going to get to that result? Or we are going to get to what God has promised us? So, patient help you to wait in joy, even when it's difficult, even when the suffering is hard, when the pain is serious. Like some people say, oh, you don't understand what I'm going through. You said I should be patient. If you are in my shoes, will you be patient? But here, James said, don't grumble against one another. It's even... When we grumble against one another, we can even hear ourselves. Am I right? But most times, we don't even voice as our grumbling. We do it against God. Let me give you an example. When I was thinking about this, the Lord brought the season of life, a, a, a particular season of life in my life, when I was waiting for the fruit of the womb. And in, the, in that time... Hallelujah. Thank God. I'm, I'm saying in that time, in that season. In that season, there were seasons when I, I, I will, people that I, I got married before them, they will come to the other and bring their baby. And I would dance with them. But there are seasons when I won't be able to dance because I, I was feeling that God, you didn't you didn't answer me now. How will I be rejoicing with this? But there was a particular day 
I'm just bringing out what patient is. Because most times we go through all this, we don't get what we are supposed to do when we go through this season. So there was a particular day, the Lord just told me, go and carry the baby. And go and dance to the front. And I took the baby and I danced to the front. And after doing that, I didn't get pregnant that year. But the Lord helped me to break that complaining thoughts. That grumbling. That, um, I would like to say, pointing finger at God. That, God, I serve you. Why didn't you do this for me? I've been, I've been praying about this thing. Why is it that I've not gotten this thing? You know, that thing was broken. So I believe that for as many people as are listening today, the Lord is going to break that very hold of grumbling in your life in the name of Jesus. That hold of complaining is going to break it in Jesus' name. So he said here, he says in verse 9, don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. Like, what do I expect? You're not going to get it because you have not taken time to learn from it. So the posture is not complaining. The posture, the attitude is not grumbling. The attitude is rejoicing. The attitude is celebrating. The attitude is believing that I know there will be an end. And I know my end will be joyful. Hallelujah. So, it is not complaining or becoming annoyed. Another definition I want us to look then, I will ask this question. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay. Hey, listen. The patient is the capacity to accept delay. I, I, in those seasons of my life, there were years that I, I couldn't accept it. And I had to learn to trust God, to hold on to God, to believe in his word, to stay with him concerning what he has spoken in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. I think I'm trying to go back to our page, but I can't um, view it right now. Hold on. So I want, to, I want somebody to share his or our experience. What has patience taught you? What is your experience in life about patience? Yes. So I believe that when it comes to patience, it's running right next to discipline. So in order to be patient, you have to be disciplined. Okay, so the Lord... If we ask for patience, God is going to send situations where we have to be patient. We might not get it the first hundred times, okay? But eventually, um, the Lord teaches us to be disciplined in order to be patient. Thank you. I like that. Uh, you know why I'm laughing? You said, if we ask for patience, you know, most of us, we ask, God, give me patience. He's going to give you a test 
is going to bring a situation to your life that you warrant, uh, will warrant you to use that patient. It's going to bring situation. You don't just... It's, patient is not just like fall from heaven and fall on you. Amen. You have to learn. You have to learn it by what you go through. Amen. By what we go through, by what we experience. Amen. I like, I like that aspect of the, the capacity to accept or tolerate delay. You accept it that, yes, I know this is delay. And I'm going to work things out with the help of the Holy Spirit. With the help of the Holy Spirit. I want us to look at that verse 7. Verse 7. Somebody else? You want to talk about patience? Your experience? Have you ever been in that situation? Yes, ma'am. asking for something yes. and you keep on asking year after year but you just have to learn how to get occupied in some other areas yes so not necessarily focusing on that problem that you have uh -huh. that thing that you are asking for uh -huh. and you are not getting it you are still exercising patience that you have to learn how to take your mind off Amen. that particular thing are waiting on God for. And eventually, if God decides not to give you that particular thing, that doesn't mean that he's not capable of giving you that thing. He has a reason for not giving you that particular thing. And that doesn't mean that your patience doesn't worth it. That God is ultimate. He has the ultimate decision. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's a very valuable point. Hallelujah. That's a very valuable point. Um, you know here, in, in that verse, just to, you know, add to what our sister just said. He said, see how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. Patient is like you sowing a seed. It may not it may not germinate in weeks. It may not grow in months. But it will definitely grow. It will definitely grow. It, you will definitely see the result. But it may not be when you are expecting it. But while you are waiting, while you are waiting for the result, what do you do? Like a farmer that is waiting for a crop to come up, for a fruit to germinate. What does he do? He doesn't just fold his hand and say, because I have put it in the ground, I don't need to do anything. Yes, he waters it. He puts some fertilizers in it. He goes there, he removes the weeds. He removes the weeds. <clears throat> he does some other things to it. There are times when it's growing, that, that seed is growing. He goes there, it cuts away whatever will not allow it to grow well. 
Hallelujah. He cuts it away. So, likewise for us, as we go through challenges, as we go through, you know, difficulties or whatever, in every season, even there are times, it's not that you're going through anything, but God is, God wants you to learn. It's not that you're going, you don't have to go through anything to learn patience. Amen. You don't have, it doesn't have to be a challenge. It doesn't have to be a suffering. But it's teaching you to learn it. And as it teaches, it will begin to bring things your path. Things your way. And as you learn to overcome those, you realize that you are... Some words that people say to you, it doesn't even affect you anymore. Amen. Pastor B, you're raising your hand. Yes, can you bring... Yes, thank you. Praise God. Yeah, it's not an example, but it's just, it's not a personal example, but I'm just trying to um, sh- shed more light to this definition that you have. That you have. It's so powerful. The capacity to accept or tolerate delay. And um, as we're all discussing, part of how God helps us, gives us the capacity, is, is that we... We yield to him. You know, being patient is not, it's not really, it's not being passive. If you, if, if you read Psalm 40 verse 1, David said, I waited patiently on you and you heard my cry. So it was actually, you know, crying, talking, but his focus was still on God. Um, so that capacity comes in different ways. Part of the capacity is that, you know, we look for people who, you know, who we can surround ourselves with and helps us to stay up or stay in the place. So the capacity is a, is a process, like you've said, that God is working on us, preparing us. And um, even looking at, at the life of David, he was anointed at, at the age of 17. It took 13 years before he became a king. You know, 13, and that, those 13 years was full of turmoil, so much challenges, but God was developing, you know, capacity and virtue in him. So that's just, I just wanted to share that. The capacity is, is, really, is, is really a path revelation. Yeah. This definition is so great. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, um, let me just quickly read some. Okay, make sure. Okay. Online comments. Patient produces fruits. Um, patient, the capacity to accept delay. Patient is sowing a seed with the expectation for growth. Yes, somebody just send that in. Um, amen. And somebody said, you water it with prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Praises and studying the word of God. Amen. I want us to look at the case study so that we'll... Um, get a deeper understanding of what patient is. Let's look at Luke 18. Luke 18, 1 to 8. We're going to use Luke 18, 1 to 8 to understand what patient is as we go on along. Amen. Luke 18, 1 to 8. I want somebody to help me read. Yes. Can you just give it to that auntie at the back? Thank you. Luke 18. 
This is the story of a woman. I know we all know the story, but let's look at it. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will, and will not God bring about justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, he will find faith on the earth. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Let's look at um, the first part of that scripture. There was a particular man, uh, sorry, a woman, a widow actually, a widow actually, in a town, who kept coming to him with a plead, grant me justice against my enemy. The widow kept going to the church. She kept going. Amen. For some time, he refused. The judge refused. He finally said to him, even though I don't, you know, he said, even though I don't fear God or care what other things, I'm going to do this. I want us to look at the word capacity to accept or tolerate delay in that beginning. Look at that woman. She keep going to the church. She keep saying, you must. You must do this for me. And look at, when, when, you, read, when, when you read this story, it was actually Jesus that was talking about this parable to his disciples. So it's like, he's telling us, look, this is how a Christian should be when you're asking for something. You must have the ability to tolerate, the capacity to tolerate delay. Look at this woman. She didn't, after, I'm sure it was not written in the Bible how many times she went. But for the judge to say, ah, Please, don't wear me out. I'm sure that the woman will have, when the judge is passing, knock on the door and say, I am still sitting down here. When the judge is going out, he will go to the car and say, I am still here. You must do this for me. Most times, we believers, when we ask God for something or we pray for something and we don't get it, we give up. We just let it go. We, like, we conclude immediately that oh, maybe God doesn't want me to have it. In this story, the woman did not conclude immediately. She already suffered something. She was a widow. She has lost something. I'm sure maybe she was fighting for a son or something like that. That's just my assumption. It wasn't written there. Whatever she was, she was going through a trial. She was suffering from something. And she decided, no, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue. That is what patience is. 
That is what patience is. So I want to ask that question again. I want to ask that question I asked in the beginning. How many of us have ever experienced this before? And what are the things that you, you did? Have you ever experienced? Maybe you were asking for something before and you didn't get it. What did you do? Yeah, she's smiling. Let me hear you. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so I, I happen to have a certain clinical issue yeah. from birth. So I was trusting God for healing. And every single time, you know, <laughs> there's always a special program in church. You know, you fast and pray, you know, everything. And God, like my faith is, you know, skyrocketed. I don't know. And after everything, they're like, oh, I'm seeing results. And the next week, it just comes back. And back to back to back. So you're sick, like, ex you're extremely sick. Well, I was extremely sick. But one thing I was made to understand is there is the person of God and there is what he says. And patience brings you to a point where you have to trust the person of God and what he actually says. Amen. So irrespective of how you feel, I am, made to, I am still learning, right? But one thing I have at the back of my mind is God cannot mismanage my life. Wow, and that's beautiful. <laughs> what, hallelujah. Whatever I go through now is for something. I am healed now, by the way. Wow, but hallelujah. Like, that's a beautiful. Yeah, so that's just... yeah, I like that. God cannot. There is an assurance that God, she said it, there is an assurance that God cannot mismanage my life. That is it. God cannot do what is. You know, when this woman, I believe she she has it in her heart before she started going to the judge that I know this man has an answer. I believe that was why she did not go back. That was why even when the judge was not even listening, she kept going. And I, I believe that is what the Lord, that, that attitude is what the Lord wants us as Christians, you know, to have. It's not, oh, he didn't do it. Let them hold their church. Let them hold. No. Because as you continue, your faith is built up. As you continue, you begin to see, oh, these are the things I'm supposed to drop and remove it. As you continue, you begin to see the faithfulness of God. Like one of our sisters shared, as you continue with him, you're, you are not focusing on that issue. You begin to focus on God. It is not about that issue anymore. Because you know, you have the confidence in you that God is going to settle that case. Amen. So most times when we talk about patient, most of us, we, um, some people have the understanding that he's just waiting and doing nothing. No. He's, you're waiting and you're doing. You're standing with the word. You're believing the word. You're coming to church. Do not forsake the assemblies of brethren. It's very, very important. 
you are learning how to overcome in that process. Because James here, he said it's just like a farmer that is sowing a seed. If you, if you take the seed, if you say, oh, this seed has been on the ground for seven months. Why has it not grown? Let me see what is happening in the ground. And you approach it. Will you get the, excuse me, will you get the result? No, you won't. And you will be more frustrated. And that is why we have people around that says, oh, I, I, I told God to do this thing. He didn't do this thing. Because you don't stay in that place of trusting, of believing. You don't stay in that place where he wants you to stay. You don't, you don't, you, you don't stay in that place of faith. Amen. I want us to look at what prayer is. Then we'll now link the two together. Amen. We'll link the two together. Um, before we do that, let me just quickly check. Okay, hallelujah. God cannot mismanage my life. Amen. Somebody else. That's so powerful. Yeah, God cannot mismanage my life. That's, that's a confidence. Even as I'm waiting. You know, even in those, like I, I shared earlier on, even in those seasons in my life, those seven years that I waited, I, I had the confidence in me that I'm going to have babies. I, I'm going to have children. I have it. If people ask me when, I don't know. And there was a particular year, let me just add this. There was a particular year the Lord gave me the name, Oluwafemi. And, you know, I said, it, it is, patient is a process, is a journey. So when he gave us that name, Oluwafemi, I started telling people to begin to call me, Mommy Oluwafemi. And people started asking me that, where is the Oluwafemi? <laughs> That's another, another, but I would tell them, don't worry, you will see him. It, it, Oluwafemi came five years after the name was given. So it is, you know, when the seed was sown, it's not when the seed will grow. It is God that determines that. All we just have to do is to believe in him. When we read this scripture, the book, uh, you know, this James, it talks about Job. Job went through so much. In a day, he lost his family. In a day, he lost his children. In a day, he lost so many things. Even in a day. But, you know, in, in Job, in, when you read from chapter 1 to chapter 42, Job had 42 chapters. At the end of the day, God was saying that, Job is my servant. Be what he went through, he said, with everything he went through, he did not say anything bad about me. Can that be our testimony? Can that be, amen, that will be our testimony in Jesus' name. I believe for everyone that has been struggling in that place that, God, you have not been faithful to me. God is correcting that thought. That mindset in Jesus' name. So, um, let me quickly bring that out. So, Job said it. Okay, hallelujah, 
Hallelujah. I want more testimonies of God's faithfulness. Any other person? That was powerful. Any other person? We're talking about patience. Amen. Yes. Patience. What I want to say is not a testimony, but it's just a confirmation about the patience. Okay. Sometimes in life, as a Christian, um, you're going through certain situations in life that are very chronic. And when situation is chronic, it might take years. And then the patience that I will stress out more it's not about not trusting God, but it's about the personal emotions. Like you as a Christian, you might accept your faith, working on what is in front of you, having that patience. The people around you, as you are trusting God, they might keep on reminding you of what they think it's, it's a problem, that it's a situation that you think, oh, you sit down there, you think God is going to answer you. Do this, do that. I think that is even more suffering because you are believing in God, you are trusting in God, that the people around you, they are adding more pain to what you are going through. So I just say anybody in that situation, just don't look back. Don't look at whatever is around you, what the people are saying. Just keep on trusting. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for that point. Yes. And you know, um, as we're just saying this, you know that as you are focusing on God, it will begin to help you. you begin, it will begin to give you the boldness to be able to shut those mouths. It will begin to, because those that know their God, Daniel 11, 32, they shall be strong and do exploits. You know, because you know him and they see the results in your life. They may not see the result concerning that very issue, but there will be results concerning other issues in your life. You know, like somebody waiting for for the fruit of the womb or, you know, or whatever you're believing God for, a job or whatever. But when they see the consistency of your faith, you keep telling them, oh, that is what, don't worry. I know my God is going to do it. You shut their mouth. Look at the book of Job that we're talking about. His friends came and told him, it's because you sinned against God. It's because you did this against God. They were his friends. I'm, I'm sure they knew him. Maybe they were playmates when they were small and they knew what he, you know, who he was. And they came to him that, keep quiet. You are saying you did not sin. You sinned against God and things like that. They're trying to help God look for, you know, excuse and things like that to justify what happened. But that wasn't God. So there will be people, but what you believe will stand out. That's why we must not just believe with our mouth. What we believe must show in our lives. What we believe must show in our life. Like the season when I said I was waiting for the fruit of a womb, people approached me and my husband and said, you know what, you just, you, you just say you are born again. You are, your mates are going somewhere to add to whatever. 
do you get it? When they, they, they will come with suggestion. But what do you tell them? What do you say to them? Some people will tell you, let's do sh- shortcut. They would, oh, your mates are doing it. Why can't you do it? But when you stand your ground, <laughs> hallelujah, there's this, um, I'm trying to look for, in the same um, James, the book of James. In the same book of James, let me quickly see it, where he says, patient and stand firm. He said, be patient and stand firm. Somebody can look for it for me. Is that same James, I think 9 or 10, when he was talking? He says, be patient and stand firm. And stand firm. He says, don't, don't, don't move to the right or to the left. Let everybody know what you believe in. Let everybody know what, who you trust in. Don't put one leg in today and another leg outside there or don't say oh i'm you know some people say oh i'm open to options i'm open to options what are the options are they in christ are the solutions in christ because like the example i gave the solution was not in christ and they wanted me and my husband to you know go look for another god no so we have to put our foot down and say no. So you, you are the owner of your life. You can tell them who you serve. And say no, I am not going to do that. Nobody's going to force things on you. Amen. I want us to quickly look at um, prayer because our time. I told you patient as a lot. Um, but let's look at prayer. Oh, Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, oh, let me quickly do it. Galatians 5.22 talks about, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. And I like the way um, Amplified Version talks about patience there. I'm going to read it. Galatians 5.22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit, the result of His presence within us, is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace. Patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. How do you act while waiting? Even as we wait for what God has promised, how do you act? Do people see you and say, ah, he has, you haven't received it again. You are still in this. Or even, <laughs> you haven't received, but you have joy. Nobody comes around you and go the same way. They feel the joy. When they come to you and say, oh, we, we want to come and comfort you. They, do, they don't meet that sorrow in you. What they meet is joy. And they go, they go away, you know, with that joy. Because you know there will be a joyful result. Amen. I want us to quickly look at prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at that, that case study of that woman. Luke 18 one to eight, locating one to eight, you know, the woman acted, you know, in faith. She was consistent. She was persistent. Um, I can't, I'm trying to get the people online. People online, I'm so sorry. I don't know. 
my computers keep stopping, so I can't see your what you're posting. Amen. So if you're online, just share your testimony, the testimony of God's faithfulness, how you were able to go on. You can share it so that other people that are watching can also read it. Amen. So let's look at that scripture again. We're going to prayer now. So for some time, he refused. The woman kept saying, grant me. The woman was persistent. Patient make you persistent. She was persistent. She kept going. For some time, he refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice. That's even a man talking. That's a man talking. <laughs> so that he won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, look at God's view in this, in this situation. Look at the way God view things. He said, listen to what the unjust judge said. And will not God bring about justice for his choosing ones? Who cry out to him day and night. We God owed that answer and say, I'm not going to give you. He says, will he keep putting them off like this unjust church? God doesn't do that. God doesn't do that. He says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly he will see that they get justice and quickly. I want us to move to something a little in that scripture. Um, thank you, Holy Spirit. When um, he was talking about prayer, the prayer of faith, yeah, he moved after he established patience. Like this is, you have to be patient. Even when you're praying, when you are expecting something, you have to be patient. As we, as Christians, we are expecting the coming of the Lord. We have to be patient. We wait for him. Amen. So, he talks about prayer. He says, is anyone among you in trouble? Is anyone among you in trouble? Can you see the situation of the woman? She was in trouble. What did she do? She prayed. She prayed. So, what is prayer? Anybody? What is prayer? We always say, have you prayed? What is prayer? I just want your own definition of prayer. What do you think prayer is? <laughs> yes, two people, three people. Let's hear, let me hear you. People online, you can post it. What is prayer? Thank you, yes. I think prayer is just simply communicating with God. Yeah, okay. That's good. Prayer is being open with God and sharing your heart with him and everything that's on your mind and just being honest and transparent and also in that allowing him to speak with you and respond with his word. Amen. I like that. Talking and allowing him to respond to you. Good. Brother David, let me hear. Generality, prayer is actually connecting with the, with the God and the unknown, a spiritual power. And also, we can also say prayer is a communication between ourselves and God. Yeah. So it's a form of worship. 
is a form of worship. Yes. Uh, prayer is a form of worship. Prayer is a communication with God. You know, I was looking at that word communication and I, I, I was looking at, most times we just think it's only talking. Talking is just one way we communicate. Am I right? Talking is one way we communicate. We, we can communicate through our attitude. Sometimes there are some, as parents, you don't want to say anything to your kids, but you look at them. The eyes of God is going, you know, looking at his children. He speaks with his actions. Sometimes we go outside and the word of God just come alive in us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us. Sometimes it's not just the words. It comes as an impression. You just know some things. It just comes as an impression. He's talking to you. That is part of prayer. It's a two-way where you communicate to God. I like that word communication because it's not just talking. It's not just speaking. And God talks back to you. Amen. Why will? Sometimes it may not be immediately that you receive what he's saying. Maybe as you go. It may be as you do things. And he talks about people around. There are um, different types. I just quickly want to touch these. There are different types of prayers. Um, um, we have um, praise and thanksgiving. You know, thanksgiving and worship. Psalm 100, enter his gate with thanksgiving. You know, as you're worshiping, as you are praising God, is a kind of prayer. Um, we have confession and repentance. If my people are, Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. That's the kind of prayer. You are confessing your sin. You are asking and you are repenting. You are asking for forgiveness. Prayer of petition and supplication. You are praying for yourself. You are petitioning. Like what that woman was doing, she was petitioning, telling a case to the judge. She was saying, Judge, this is my case. Philippians 4, 6 to 7 talks about that. Prayer of intercession, where you stand in gap for other people. You stand in gap, maybe as we stand in gap for the mission team when they went to Uganda and we're praying. If you didn't do that, another time is coming. You can join the prayer. Hallelujah. We're standing in gap praying and declaring the purpose and plan of God concerning that mission. And there is another one meditation. Meditation is where you study the word. You, you, you are thinking about the word. I believe Pastor Tota was about this earlier this year. You take the word, as you take the word, you memorize it and you pray with it. And the Lord will begin to tell you some things about the word. Hallelujah. As you meditate on it. Amen. Psalm 1 verse 2. So I want us to move... <laughs> quickly to something. So uh, James was establishing this here. He said, is anyone among you in trouble? When I look at that trouble um, in TPT translation, he says, is anyone in suffering or depressed? So it's not just maybe you are, you are depressed. Maybe you are going through any hardship. There's a version that I even say, I think it's that bit, that says, is anyone in hardship? Ashi can be created by so many things. 
Somebody that just lost his job, just like that. You didn't plan for it. You just got to the office and they said, don't come again. That's, you know, or some other things can happen. And here, James is saying, pray. Talk to God about it. Don't complain. It's possible. It's very easy for us to complain. He says, pray. Is anyone among you happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of a church to pray over them and anoint them with oil. And in the name of the Lord, I'm going to, and the prayer offered in faith, that is what I want us to discuss. The prayer offered in faith. King James Version says, this is NIV Version. I'm reading NIV Version. If you're following, I'm reading James 5. I started with James 5 verse 13. James 5 verse 13. I'm reading James 5 verse 15 now. And it says, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick well. So what is prayer offered in faith? Prayer of faith, King James Version called it. The prayer I pray every day, is it offered in faith? Do I pray prayer of faith? So what is prayer of faith? From anybody, what do you think prayer of faith is? Okay, I'm going to call. Yeah, you want to? Yes, thank you. Prayer of faith. I think prayer of faith is when we ask for something from God, we are trusting God to do certain things. We don't look for alternative of our own. That let's say, the, the, like, you don't give like an ultimatum. Like, if God doesn't do this and this for me, in this year, 2022, by 2023, I'm going to do so, 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 and so. So by you saying that, there's no faith in that kind of prayer because you're already looking for an alternative. Amen. From the beginning, from, from before you open your mouth to pray, is when prayer of faith is established. Why do I say that? Because before you think that you're going to pray, you believe that the one you are praying to is going to answer you. You believe that the one you are approaching, the almighty God, is willing and able to do it. So from the beginning, you believe him. And prayer of faith is actually prayer that every Christian should pray. Amen. Jesus said it in this Luke 18 um, that we read. He said, you know, just like that woman, you can see from the beginning that she had faith. She believed. Even before she started going, she believed that she's going to have it. And Jesus, when he was um, finishing that um, parable, he said, will I find faith on her? Will I find faith like this? The faith that keeps going, even in difficulty. The faith that keeps asking. The faith that keep trusting. Hebrews 11 verse 1. I want somebody to read Hebrews 11 verse 1. Then you jump to Hebrews 11 verse 6. Let's see what faith is. Yeah, give it to Brother Avier. Thank you. What was the... Um... Hebrews 11 1. Now faith... I'm sorry, what version? 
Just read okay. NIV. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Wow. So you're reading Amplified Version? Yes. Yes, because I, I, I have that title document. Yeah, faith is the title document. That is what you hold on to because for what you are believing on. Can you go to verse 6? Thank you. Or read, read verse 2. Can you read verse 2? Let's see what... People that have faith, let's see what they obtain. Okay. Yeah. So verse 2. For by this kind of faith, the men of old gained divine approval. <laughs> so you want me to go to verse yeah. 6 now? Can you turn it to NIV? Yes. I want NIV, please. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So verse 2 again. This is what the ancients were commended for. Yes. Go on. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out, out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. Jump to verse 6, sir. Okay. Yes. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Amen. So it says without faith, it is impossible to place God. Amen. Without faith. That, that verse 2, I think is King James Version that says the elders obtain a good report by their faith. Amen. So in verse 6, it says without faith, it is impossible to place God. So without you believing that this is God. Before you start praying, you can't please him. Even with your request. So that, that woman from that Luke 18, she knows. She believes in that man. That she's going to get a result. So, why do people lose faith? Why do you think people lose faith? Anybody? Why do you lose faith? Have you ever lost faith before? Okay, thank you. So, if you doubt, then you can't have faith. You have to go in with your petition without a doubt whatsoever. Um, how do you lose faith? Faith? When you lack that, when you, when you don't have, when you doubt, when you doubt the power of, of, of God, if his name can move mountains, he can make anything in your life happen. But you must have faith in order to, to believe that the process, there is a process. You can start from A, but it doesn't necessarily go straight to Z. It can go from A to F to, to, to L to M and O P. But um, if you lack your faith, then, you know, then you're doubting God. It's, it's, it's just not going to happen. Okay. Um, I will take uh, then Pastor Ubi. Yes. Thank you. Ah, yeah. 
then Pastor Obi. Thank you, Femi. I think from experience, sometimes we... I didn't know what faith was, so I had faith in what I was doing to God or towards God in the sense that I had faith in my prayer more than I had faith in the person of God. So I was, I, I, it made me realize I put so much confidence in the fact that I am coming to pray, like I'm fasting, I'm, you know, I'm basically works. So it was more or faith in my efforts. What you're doing. Yes. What I was doing than the yeah. person of God. Hence, doubt will come because once our focus and our gaze is on Christ, there is strength from him, from his presence and everything. So, yeah, I think. That's yeah, thank you. That's a, that's a very good one. Yes, Brother Ivier, thank you for that contribution too. Yeah, Pastor Ubi, why do people lose faith? I love this question, uh, Sister Hepzibah, because it, it makes you think, uh, it makes you think uh, biblically as well. So what, what I see in the Bible and what I've seen in my experience personally and, and in the lives of many other people is that people's faith is as rich as their knowledge of God is. And as their experience with God is because with the knowledge of God comes, has to come experience with God. Yeah. Thank you so much for that contribution. Brad David, please. Brad David. Yes. Yes. People's faith is, you know, you can't know, you can't have faith in what you don't know. You can't have faith in what you don't know. Can you? You can. So I yes. think you actually almost took my answer. Ah, okay. <laughs> you can rephrase it. <laughs> so people actually lose faith because of doubt, mm-hmm. right? Um, and not completely knowing God fully, right? Because sometimes <clears throat> not knowing God fully, we might think we know God fully, but we really don't until obstacles and challenges come our way. And that's a test of our faith, right? Just like we can give example of Job when he was going through his trials and and times. You know, before even that happened, God said, I know this man because he knows me completely. And I have faith in him because of how much he knows me. And he was able to show it, you know, by all these trials and temptations that came came his way. He never gave up on his knowledge of God, that he's a faithful father. Amen. So I think one of the key reasons why most people lose faith is doubt. Because once doubt sets in, it begins to drown their faith in God. Yes. Doubt is you believing in the opposite. Doubt is you saying, I don't believe in God anymore. Because I think or I believe he can't do what I'm asking him to do. So the knowledge of God, your knowledge of God will determine how your faith is, how your faith is. And, you know, I want to say here, when um, James was saying here that the prayer of faith, I believe he was referring to every prayer that a believer makes. And the prayer of faith should be the pattern of every prayer a believer makes. It should be prayer of faith. If you are worshiping, 
It should be prayer of faith. You should worship with faith. If you are interceding, you should intercede with faith. If you are, you know, whatever you're doing, you should do it in faith. As you speak to God, as you communicate to God, you should do it in faith. And if people lose faith, you can increase your faith with the word. The Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You increase your faith. What do you listen to? What do you listen to? Even in situation, in trials, in hardship, what you listen to matters. Who you listen to matters. And that is why the Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 6 here, it says, he that comes to God must believe that he exists. And he rewards those who earnestly seek him. People who don't give up. People who keep going like that woman. People who are persistent. People who are committed to him. He rewards them. Amen. Praise the Lord. So here, when um, James was talking about prayer of faith, he wants that to be the pattern of every Christian. Hallelujah. Let me check the line. Um, somebody said, people lose faith when they take their eyes off God and put it on the physical situation, like one of our sisters said here. Yeah? People lose faith when prolonged delay to answers Prolonged delay to answers to prayers. Yeah, where they feel, oh, it's too long. I've been asking for this. Even in that situation, it is time to dig in into the word. When you feel that your faith is shaken, it is time to dig in. It is time to begin to search the word. What did the word say? What are the testimonies? Begin to listen to testimonies of God's faithfulness. And before you know it, your faith will pick up again. Um, another person said, people lose faith whenever they do not receive what they pray for on time. People always have time. God, so-so time. By this time, you must do this. By this season, I must have this. God is the owner of time and season. He chooses to. But, you, you know, in, in that Luke 18, he said he will answer quickly. He will answer quickly. So whether you are sick, whether there is an affliction, whatever it is you are asking for, just go and underline that in, the, in your Bible. He will answer quickly. He will answer quickly. So it is not by your timing. It is by his timing and he's a faithful God. You know, listening to other testimony also is very important. What God has done for others. That's why we must not leave the assembly of brethren. Amen. So prayer is very, very important. And he told us there that is anyone sick, he should ask for prayers. And he said, I want us to look at verse 15 of that scripture. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Is anyone happy? Let them sing song. I'm reading verse 13. Is anyone among you sing? Let them call the elders of the church. Look at it. That's another way you can also pray. By calling the elders of the church and say, this is what I'm going through. Don't allow the enemy to say, don't say anything. 
Because we are used to that. I don't want anybody to know. But when the attack is serious, everybody will know. What I always say in my heart is this. I always tell myself, I'll say, you don't want me to tell anybody. You want to disgrace me. No, I'm going to disgrace you first. I will tell all my brethren. We're going to pray together. And I know we will overcome. That is the attitude. Amen. So he said, tell the elders in the church. That is part of prayer. Let them pray over you. Let them anoint you with oil. And the prayer that is made says, pray over them. Anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. And look, God even added um, more to it. Apart from you being well from that sickness, whatever caused that sickness, apart from you being well, it says, and the Lord will raise them up. So if there is anything that has put you down, any form of paralysis, any, whatever has paralyzed that situation, it says God will raise it up. And if you have seen, we can see such example in the Bible, when Jesus heals people, he will say, your sins are forgiven. Maybe those sickness are caused because of sin. Even if you sin, it says when they pray over you, those sins will be forgiven. Hallelujah. Those are the advantages of us praying the prayer of faith. And when we also come together, it says here, it says, you, we should pray for one another. When we come together, we pray the prayer of faith over ourselves. Hallelujah. Our time has gone. So I want us to wrap this up. Patient is very important. For us to get the result, we must hold on. Be persistent in that prayer. Keep saying it. Keep going to God. Tell him. Take the word of God. Tell him his word. Hold on to him. Don't give up. Hebrews 6 verse 12 says, you know, the Amplified Version. It says, so that you will not be spiritually sluggish, but we instead be imitators of those who through faith lean on God with absolute trust and confidence in him and his power and patient endure every suffering. Faith and patient inherit the promises. Faith and patient, they go hand in hand. They inherit the promises. I want us to rise up on our feet as we quickly pray. Let's just stand up. You know, as I was preparing this, the Lord reminded me, we'll pray then we'll wrap up, uh, of a word he gave to us some weeks ago as a church. He said, ask again. Ask me again. Maybe you are here, you've been asking God for something. Or you've been saying, God, have, avenge me of this thing. Or settle me in this area. Or I want this, my family member, to be saved. I, this, this, my you know, whatever your cry is, I want you to open your mouth and ask him again. Ask him again. Let's ask him again. Maybe you are interceding for others and you've been saying it. Lord, my mother must be saved. My mother, I bring my father before you. Let him know you. You can ask him again. You can ask him, or oh, whatever it is, the hardship you're facing, or oh, the issue of fruitfulness, and say, God, I want to carry these babies. Make me fruitful. Ask him again. I want this job. Ask him again. He's a faithful father. He says, ask and you shall receive. 
Ask and you shall receive. Can we open our mouth? Maria see kataya baba. Regerebo shandari gezegerebo zungodari derebo shandiri gigida. Gaduri ba shangari abaseke lebo sondari agata. Nebra gerebo shengerebo sokati kete yedebo. Alabro zangari abaka shanda. Yes, present that petition. Present that petition. Maybe it's that leg that is hurting you. It will come, it will go. Ask him again, Father, I want healing in the name of Jesus. Maybe it's that here. Maybe it's that child, that, that, that seven years old child, that, those, those, that, that infection, infirmity has been coming over and over. I want you to ask for that seven year old child and say, Father, this child must be healed. I ask for your healing. For this child in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ask again. Whatever the case may be. Marusaki kalabashanda. Aruzegelebo shantaria kasakataya. Ragelebo shanderegelebo. Sokati kelelelelelelelelebo. Nebra gozo gade boshati kelebro zadidariaba. Ragelebo shengelelelelelelelelebo. Azogelebo shandaria kasakatayaba. Razegelebo shandariaba. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Marozagia Baba Baba, in the name of Jesus, I perceive that there are some people that you feel that if God doesn't answer you, you'll be put to shame. But the Father is saying, No, you will not be put to shame. You will not be put to shame. I want us to pray for such people that are in that situation right now. The Father. We ask Marie Garia Bashanga that you will intervene in the lives of those ones. Marose Geleboko Shakataya Baba Baba You will come true for them. There is anyone that needs favor shall be favored. Marose Gelebo, anyone that needs direction shall be directed. Aloria Gida Brozo Garia Santo Kelebo. Ezoria Bazo Geria Bagaze Geria Bashanda. Anyone that needs instruction in righteousness. They will hear that voice that says, this is the way. Walk in it. Anyone that is trying to make a decision that is important in the season. Father, they will hear your voice. We pray for that husband that is trying to make that decision to take his family away from the presence of the Lord. We put a stop to that decision. Father, we say this night you will speak to the heart of that man. This night you will speak to the heart of that man in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know how God, how God is interested in our case. He's still interested in your case. He's still interested. He's still interested. He says he gives good gifts to men. He gives good gifts to men. Ask him for that gift. Ask him for that gift. Father, for this church, we ask that many will come to know Christ. Many will walk in the 
power of your salvation. Many will walk with an understanding of who they are. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I hear the word approver. Approver. I don't know where it is, but I, I think it deals with immigration issue. Approver. Marie Gazaka Tayababa. We receive approvers for everyone in our church going through immigration challenges. Because favor speak for those ones. Favor speak in the name of Jesus. Favor speak for everyone. Going through immigration challenges in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the approval in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can we sit down? Let's bring out our offering. Let's keep praying. Let's keep asking. God is faithful. He's not a man that should lie. Neither is he the son of man that should repent. Let's bring out our offering. Keep holding on. Keep persisting. Keep, 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 keep doing it. Keep asking him in faith. Don't give up. It is available. It is available. Yes, yeah, the blessings of God are available for his children. Let's bring out our offering. You can give through Zale and other means. It's shown on the screen. Right now, Maria Sita. Let's raise it up to the Lord. I want us to begin to use our offering to appreciate God. Let's thank God, Father. Thank you for giving us this seed. We return it back to you. Your word says, when we give, it shall be given back unto us. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over. Shall men give to our bosom. Lord, we receive plenty in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can drop your seed. Hallelujah. You can drop your seed. You can send it through zeal and different means of sending. If you are online, don't say because I'm not in church, I'm not dropping offering. Drop it. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. So we have um, our children Christmas show. It's coming up on Saturday. Hallelujah. Yes, the, Christi um, the children Christmas show coming up on Saturdays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So if you have children, oh, you can, you know, you have to register. I believe there's a registration form that was sent. You have to register. Just bring your children to enjoy the form, the fond and the wonder. The theme is the night before Christmas. Hallelujah. Then we have Zoe prayer on Sunday for every pregnant family. Hallelujah. Every pregnant family. Let's rise up to our feet. God has been good. Most times when it is the end of a year, you're like, okay, maybe it's not going to come to pass. But God is telling us, I am God. I will bring it to pass. I will still do it. I will just hold on to me. I will still, yes, you will be celebrated. Yes, that joy, your joy will be full. Yes, your joy, that joy of salvation, that, 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 that your desire to know God more, to know God more, you will have it. You will know me more. I will open myself. Father, we just bless your name for today. We receive that grace to be persistent. We receive that capacity to keep holding on even when it's difficult. Lord, we receive that capacity. Lord, even as a church, we receive it in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you because in this church, we begin to see the miraculous. 
in every family. In Jesus' name. I say, we go, we go with your presence. We go with your favor. Thank you, Lord, for your joy. We give you praise in Jesus' name.